going to take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Bob Ryan. And uh, Bob, what do you got on there? I can't can't read that chart. What do you got? Fieldhouse. Oh, there it is. I spent many a days in there recently. Many, many a day. Yeah, I bet. I bet you're not. You can you can wait a while before you get back. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I just I just thought I'd celebrate the fact that Brad Stevens said he's not coming. He's not, he ain't coming to Indiana. Just so anybody knows. That was a strange, uh, strange um, way of putting it uh, to me. When when I don't know if you listened to that, but I, I, I just read. I didn't hear him. Yeah, it, it was basically like I owe the Celtics this. I wouldn't leave them now. Um, it wasn't like a ringing endorsement of <laughs> I'm going to be here and, and I want to be here forever. And maybe it's because, listen, you know, Celtics haven't been very good this year. And he knows there's some rumblings out there that fans, some fans want him gone. Maybe, maybe he's heard that and he understands that, but you know, Brad Stevens wasn't going to leave. And this is what I tell everybody. He's not going to leave in the middle of a season unless he's fired. He is not going to up and leave. Now, he may leave at the end of the year and say, hey, this isn't working out, Danny. Let, let's go in a different direction. But he, he is not going to up and leave the team uh, unless Danny Ainge fires him. He's smart enough, as, as are so many others, to know history. Very, He's not going to be a lifer. He's not going to be there for 15 years. That's not him. Think about the history of the NBA. I can only just jumping out at me. Only two guys jump out at me that were one team head coach guys of, of legend. Yeah. Red yeah. and Pop. Yeah, it's crazy. They just jump out at you. Riley, different teams. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, famously, yeah. two different teams. teams. Yeah. Um, on and on. I don't care for the most part. You know, I mean, I'm talking about the true legends. So, you know, uh, so the rest of them that, they they did two or three four teams you know so it's how many guys leave how many guys are going to leave on their own free will in the middle of a like how many how many coaches have ever done that Bob well very few but there's always an extenuating circumstance Don Nelson in in New York he never should have taken that job he wasn't ready to come back from his he had you know he wasn't it was too stupidly soon um, what was the circumstance? When did a uh, rally left after the season, right? With the famous facts. Yeah. Yep. yeah okay. Um, no, not Nelson. I don't know that. I can't think of any too it many. It doesn't other. happen often. No, it's no. Just, so, and Brad is not the type of guy to do that. There's some coaches that you would say, okay, you know what? You know, like yeah. Larry Brown, right? Like <laughs> a Larry Brown, you would have expected Speaking that. Of no lifers, you know, yes. I mean, so that's more the norm. Larry's an extreme. Right. Larry is a, a, you know, is a pejorative. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a reference point of how crazy it can get. Right. You know, Brad's, the other, Brad's the other way. Brad, yeah. I mean, he, all I'm saying is that Brad knows it is not likely he will have another, this isn't his last coaching job. No. And he knows that he's too young to know. And he knows that. And, and so, yeah, I think it was a classically 
well-crafted, well-stated, um, honest answer, uh, you know, to the circumstance. So anyway, um, I, that, 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 not easy, but, you know, do you, do you believe for one second that $70 million? Yes. yes. Oh, you do. Oh, I do. Oh. I do. It was right around there. I was told the figure that was a little bit different, uh, probably closer to six and a half million a year. But if yes, you're, you're Mike Woodson. What are you thinking? I mean, not that you expect to get that. But, but, but Brad, here's the thing. Brad did take Butler to two championship games. Like I know that. And, oh, and I, Brad's I, I, got I, a job. Brad's got an NBA head coaching job. So, you know, in order to get him, you're going to have to overpay. I saw there was a story that, that I think it was Deadspin or something like that, that wrote, you know, Mike Woodson should feel horrible about this. I'm like, no, uh, Mike Woodson was an assistant coach in the NBA. Brad is a head coach for the Boston Celtics. And by the way, what he did in the college ranks, I'll put up against almost anything ever uh, done before getting Butler from the horizon league back to back, back to back to back championship games, Bob, that's an insane doing it clean and come that very close, close right. to winning the first one. And by the way, I don't think about the second, the Hayward shot first one. I right. think about the one before that on the baseline, which was his shot. Yep. Not, not a heave. You want to heave your, you get a sug shot. Right. Fine. That's luck. It is. It's luck. But you know, but he had his shot in the baseline of the possession. He did. No, they absolutely. <laughs> Um, All right. Anyway, we digress. let's get on to something a little bit more um, uh, we, newsworthy. A we're looking bit. at history. We are looking at history. We're looking at history. A man is is in a league that's been in operation seventy five years with uh, any number of first name names, Hall of Fame legends. The league has been built on guys with one name. You know, Russ, Wilt, Magic, Larry, Michael, yep. Kobe. You know, on and on. Yeah. Steph what he's doing. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I would assume that if anybody is listening or watching us, they have a pretty good idea, but I'm just going to very quickly say, yeah. I'm going down the last 11 games in order 32, 36, 37, 41, 32, 38, 53. And by the way, starting with that game and the next four of his ne- of next five games, double figures in threes, 53, 42, 33, 47, 49, He's 78 for 158 on threes, just under 50%, just a hair under on threes in these 11 games. The world just has never seen anything like this type of shooting. Bob, he, he's averaging his career high right now, 31.4 points a game. And he's this is a guy that played five games last season. They were horrible. It's not like he missed a significant amount of time and he has come back on a team without Clay Thompson and, and, and been more effective, you know, like he's shooting 49% from the field, Bob, 43% from, from three, 92 from the line still. I mean, this is a guy who, who, who again is in what three, six, nine, 12th year, 12th year. And he's playing the best basketball of his career, Bob. Listen, he amazes me, and, and he is just so exciting and fun to watch. And the biggest compliment I can give Steph, here's the biggest compliment. Uh, on the court, he's amazing. Off the court, he hasn't changed. Steph is still the same dude, you know. other than obviously, you know, everybody knows who he is now as opposed to when he was at Davidson uh, or even as a young guy coming into the league. But, like, 
Steph Curry hasn't changed. Like I'll see him in the locker room when I, when I, you know, when I see him and he'll come right up to me before the game, whatever, and just start talking. And, and that's not a lot of guys, no, I like know. a lot of guys at his level are big timers. Uh, they don't want to talk before games. They don't want to talk after he, Steph is just Steph. He, he really hasn't changed. And that's it's, it's awesome. I mean, he's one of those guys that, that again, like just gets it in every single way. And I like his like celebration kind of dances. I don't mind it from Steph. Cause I don't think it's coming from like a major showboating place. That dude could showboat on every, every shot he makes if he wants to. And he doesn't. What's underrated is how well he goes to the hoop. Yeah. yeah. When he's not making awesome threes and from what we now let's face it he has given birth to a new spot on the court jeff officially curry land if yeah. someone makes a three two yes. three four feet behind the line now we automatically say he's that's from curry land it's he has crazy. made that a, a, a shooting location that others are now emulating and, and you know it's it's just yeah look at dame lillard right like if, if steph doesn't come along is dame lillard ever dame lillard no, I, I don't think so. Right. I mean, not to this way. No, I, it's an inspiration. And he's changing. You know, you know how I feel about the three. Okay. But that's, as long as it's here and I can't do anything about it, uh, you, if you're going to use it, you might as well use it the way he uses it. <laughs> he has every right to crank up these shots, you know. And um, so, you know, it, it's. it's so, uh, so, all right, Bob, here, here, as somebody who is such a historian of the game and has seen everybody for the most part come through. Yep. So when Steph. Uh, let, let's say he plays, what is Steph now, 32? 33. 33, okay. Let's say he gives it another four or five years yeah. and plays at this level. I don't know if they're going to win another title. Let's say he does not win another title, for argument's sake. Let's just say, he, you know, they're, they're in the mix, but they don't win another title. Where does Steph Curry go down among the greatest players, not shooters. Right, players, no. Forget about shooters. Like, yes, he's arguably the best shooter of all time. But players of all time, where, where, what range does he go in right now? You know, I, we, we, you know, we know, we know for sure he's in the top 20. Now we can go down. I'd have to say, how can a guy with this, this proficient at this important aspect of the game not be in the top 15? Now we get down to the 10 and we start thinking about the names that we're talking about and who has to get kicked out, you know, and, and uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting. I've, I've thought about this a little bit, you know, where, where this guy's going to rank when we have to acknowledge I'm, I'm one of the many saying he's the greatest shooter we've ever seen. So that's yeah. a rather good calling card for the entrance into the discussion of greatest player. Just since it's not like he ignores defense. It's not like he's horrible. It's he's not actually like, gotten better. I, I feel like, Honestly, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. He was horrible coming in the league, but I feel like he's probably above average now. And the other thing is, oh, yeah, uh, where does, yeah, you know, 38 points. Oh, and 10 assists. He can right. get you 10 assists. He can get you 10, 12, 8, 9, 10 assists. Yes. They, they come from somewhere. Um, so the thing that's interesting is I had this discussion with someone the other day. Um, they said, where's he rank among point guards? I said, he's not a point guard. I right. refuse to rank him as a point guard. He is a guard guard. He is a two who can pass. He's a two who passes. And that's what he is. He is not a pure instinctual uh, job description point guard. Uh, I don't care, by the way, but the, don't be telling me he's a point guard. I'm sorry. He is a two who can pass. 
So I, I think, right, Kobe, and, I'll you, and I'll give you another one, another one, historically. Yep. Who, by the way, I don't want to, people are starting to, you know, forget uh, Allen Iverson. He was a two who could pass. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was. Score. He really could score, but you're yeah, right. He's a he great could... consummate scorer, and he could pass, but that wasn't what he was all about. John Stockton, that's a point guard, you know. I mean, uh, Rondo, you know, that's a point guard. Uh, there's a, but not not these guys that we're talking, not, not Steph Curry, not a point guard. I mean, this is just now, this is an academic artistic discussion. I didn't answer your question, which is where are we going to rank them? Well, can, think, can you put him ahead of Kobe? Let, let's start there. Let's start with Kobe or Steph. Now, Kobe, obviously, he's going to, he's going to win more titles. Uh, he's going to have more titles unless Steph goes on a run here, which I don't expect. It's a hard um, one because Kobe was such a consummate two-way player. You know, Kobe right. is, is the yes. one, one A Michael right. in, in that regard. Uh, if, if I had to win a game tonight and, the, and I had both of them at their A game, yeah. I'd take Kobe. I'd have to. How about Shaq or Steph? Oh, well, I'm not, a, I'm not the world's biggest Shaq fan. So you so go Steph. I, I put him on the pecking order historically ahead of Shaq. Yes. Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, who's going Duncan, in the Hall of Fame? Go. He's the greatest power forward ever. Uh, he's he, he, no Duncan. All right, look, right. let's talk about the inviolates. First of all, um, you know I, I say this all the time. Any of these discussions, there's three centers off the bat. I know centers don't exist anymore, but they yep. did exist, and and they're they're basketball history. So yep. in some order you want, I'm not even going to worry about which order. Russell, yep. Kareem, and and Wilt are in the dis- are, they're in the top ten and yep. uh, in the top maybe even top five. Now you got Matt, then you got Magic and Michael. I mean Magic and and and, and Michael. That's five. You got Larry, that's six. You got Duncan, that's seven. That is my top seven for sure. Well, LeBron. LeBron. And LeBron is eight. I'm sorry, yeah. Eight. Right. right. All right. right. LeBron and Larry. There's your that's eight. your top eight. Four, I, I, I sure. can't disagree. All right. Now we now the fun starts. Right. Right. Now it's where who's next? Who's next at this point? Is it open? Is it open? Is Steph in the mix? Is Yes. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. And, uh, you have the old timers. You got Oscar and Jerry. You right. have to, you know. Kobe, you got Kobe. You got Akeem. Right. You got Akeem, who's the, the, the greatest non-American born player. Can and, KD and get there? Can, can KD get in that mix? A little bit lower. Okay. Now, I know people equate him. I mean, what would you take, Duncan or, or, or Garnett, if you had to? You know, Duncan. Duncan over KG every day. Okay, well, that you know, but they were great peers and rivals, yeah. you know. I guess, yeah, yeah. And, and, I just go, dunk, I go Duncan over KG. Uh, no, KG I think Garnett long. is in the 15, you know, with 20 ish, yeah, me. along with along with Dirk. Don't forget, yeah. Dirk. yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan Dirk would be there. Um, where's Jerry West? Jerry West and Oscar, you know, uh, I is Jerry West he, closer to 10. Are you, him? yeah, well, he's, I. Uh, it's hard, you know, would you take Kobe or Jerry, you know, kind of, that's the, the great Laker quandary. And I, I have to grudgingly, you know, admit that I'd have to say, I'd have to say Kobe. I would too. You know? I would too. No, I didn't see Oscar, like Oscar. Oh my God. People see the, the kids, no, the people today just don't have any concept of, right. of what Oscar was. So you just look at the numbers and, and, you know, he was the most metronomically perfect uh, technician of all time, Oscar. Oscar was a human clinic every night, how to, how to pass, how to dribble, how to shoot, how to rebound. His technique was flawless. Uh, you know, and he was going to be, it, it, Steph's going to be the best player of this era. Is he not? Is there any, I mean, like, 
KD would be the only one. KD is, a, yeah, KD certainly is. A, who could, who uh, could pass? Depending on how he finishes out his career, he's certainly in this discussion. Uh, you know, he's a remarkable player. Uh, there's no, no question about it. Uh, uh, hey, do you, do you cringe every time I say that Jason Tatum's going to be a Hall of Famer? Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm hoping he, he follows that trajectory. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm definitely on his side. You know, I root for him. And, and, I, and I think he's, he's, shown, he's shown us in the world in the last month what he's capable of. Yeah. And, and, now, and he still you know, doesn't look like one game he'll look dominant. The other night he, he looked slow. He looked like, again, just, you know, he has those days where yeah, I, and, yeah. and he tried to explain that a little bit. Yeah. Even texting me, like, I just don't feel right all the time. And, and he can't really <laughs> no, explain he, what you know, know, he's, he had it, it, yeah. you know, he had, he was, he, he was positive and he had it. So, you know, that, I think we can give him a, a little slack on that regard. And, you know, um, I, I'm willing to cut him that slack, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm predictably uh, biased in his favor, you know, so, you know. This episode of the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. 2021 is looking up. New beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, well, LinkedIn Jobs finds that right person very quickly. To make things better, your job post is absolutely free. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free when you head over to LinkedIn.com slash scribe. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. As functions are streamlined onto one simple screen and now you can do this from your mobile device. No matter where you are, no matter where the day takes you, that's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. And let's face it, a hell of a lot easier, right? When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash scribe. Again, that's linkedin.com slash scribe to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Question for me is, is if they can get clay back healthy and i don't know if clay's going to ever be what he was two years out boy that's going to be some some haul right i hope they do because talk about you know a guy that deserves a better fate could they make a run now with lebron getting older right lebron's getting older we're seeing the nets and we'll talk about harden here in a second in the nets but they're i mean can you count on any of those three to be healthy like are they really going to have all three healthy we don't know our players two great imponderables as we look down the road and and we don't this 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 pointless even talk about it until we see hey, the, the Lakers and them you know how how's LeBron going to be how's Davis going to be and then the, the whole thing with the with the realize the Nets folks uh, have the, the big this trio has played seven games together seven Amazing. this season I think Amazing. they're five and two in those seven games they played seven games I mean so we don't know what they're going to be at all they're going to be a mystery guest as they enter the playoffs and Harden's got this hamstring right the hamstring is 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 acting up uh, uh he are... aggravated it so he may not be back till the playoffs and if that's Back's the case can they figure this thing out on the fly maybe maybe, maybe. in the east they can yeah. and again the good thing for them is they're looking across the aisle and they're seeing the lakers and they haven't been healthy either so it's almost no. like a war of attrition to me yep. this year in the nba even more so than in the bubble 
I think it was easier in the bubble in a way. <laughs> now it's like because of the condensed season, right? Because they didn't have as much time off after the bubble. The the teams that went deep till this season, they're playing more games in a condensed time now. I just think you're going to have more injuries. You already have. And now it's just going to be whoever's whoever's got the healthiest team, you know, come NBA playoffs is, is going to have a chance. And that's where, like, I don't count any of these teams out. People like Milwaukee, the Celtics, like, can they win it? Probably Miami. not. Miami. Miami. Yeah, I mean, like, who knows? Miami. Um, I think they're going to be a, 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 a problem for people in the, in the East. Again. If they get healthy. Right. Yeah, if they, if they get healthy, why won't they be? Yeah, they will. And again, they've got the pieces. They just, like so many other teams, we haven't seen. I mean, listen, the Celtics, they got most everybody back now, but they still don't get their newest piece. He, he's played four games. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, all right, speaking of them, just quickly, Parker, where'd that come from? The, wow. I mean, and then he to sign score in his sleep. Bob, he can score in his sleep. And then to sign him for two years right off the bat. I know. Kind of strange. But again, you know, to me, I think we, Danny finally realized it. Like, am I going to do better than that? Am I going to, I got to hold out, but am I going to do better than Jabari Parker, who I know in that second unit will give me a guy that people have to respect. At least he can, he's not good defensively, but ultimately you put him in that second unit as opposed to some of the other guys. Like, who would you rather have? Him or Shemi? Oh, it was a it was a, it was a crying need. We've been talking about it for two years. So now you add him and Fournier, and Fournier. To, the, to the second so, unit. I don't know what they're going to look like either at that point, you know. Right. So that, I mean, that, how many, we can say that about so many teams, but the two teams that people, the you know, the proponents of people have their eye on are, of course, the Nets and the Lakers, and 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 it's they're right right now the Nets are going to be a complete mystery guest. The the Lakers, we know what to anticipate if they get healthy. We know who they are. You know, and uh, we know that, but we don't know who the, the Nets are until we <laughs> with a little more samples, a little larger sampling. You know, we're not. Yeah, sure I mean, are. listen. Yeah, uh, to I'll me, I'll say this, Jeff. Uh, uh, you know, Durant's been in out. Uh, Kyrie reminds you every now and then what an incredible talent he is. Oh, it's insane! It's insane. insane. We wins a we game know that. Right. He has thirty-two. He makes you know big yeah. plays. He, uh, he 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 is an extraordinary talent. What we need is somehow we need a, a Celtics Nets playoff series. That'd be fun. I don't know if we can get it. I mean, that would mean the Celtics. Would listen, the, the pro, right now you're looking at it and you're saying like, all right, the Celtics probably going to be in that four or five game. Now, right now, the Knicks are actually fifth, which is amazing to me. The Knicks right. are 32 and 20. Let's get to the Knicks. All right. Um, when they signed, got to be coach of the year. When they hired Tibbs, you said what? Oh, I said no, terrible hire. Terrible hire because he's not going to be able to figure out these young kids are going to hate Tibbs because he grinds on you. And they may hate him in a couple of years, but as long as they're winning, they're not. Tibbs can coach his ass off. We know that. He is a terrific coach. But I just felt like with this young team, they would they would feel like they're, co- they're, they're playing in college again. And, and they don't want that. But – Listen, it's Julius Randle's team. Yeah. He's been awesome. There's been the Derrick Rose resurgence. And how much fun has that been? I'm really happy for him. Uh, I just say there's a – I I don't know if we've ever talked about this. We do how we have. Uh, 
I when I, when I saw Derek Rose in college uh, up front in person yeah. uh, at regional and then the tournament and then the finals. So I saw him you know, three or four times in person, and I uh, he did stuff that I've seldom seen. Yeah, Be careful of the words always and never, but he did two things that separated him from most other guys at, at that position. One was it just seemed he had the sense of an extraordinary late burst to the hoop. The late burst, like the late life on your fastball. He had a late life on this explosion to the hoop. I don't know right. how. And secondly, the ability to laterally move in the air, to go up on the left-hand side of the basket and somehow wind up scoring, and not just Kevin McHale, you know, a five-foot arm loop, but just the whole body somehow move and laterally in a way that I'd never seen. And all which leads me to say that, and, to tru- and this was the true of the, of the old, uh, to truly appreciate that Derrick Rose, you had to see him in person. Television wouldn't convey the feel that that guy brought to the game. He was special. And that's why having a guy like that robbed of his extra layer that separated him and, and reduced him to just a pretty damn good player, as opposed to a, oh my God, player, which he was, you know, um, uh, effortless I, I, too. It, it, was it was effortless. Really, That's what I always said when watching him. And I saw him. He's a part of the best backcourt I ever saw in AU, which was him and Eric Gordon. Oh wow! They were put together, and they they played off each other so well. And neither one said a word. Two of the quietest kids you will ever meet. They don't say a word. They don't talk trash. Nothing. They just went out there and like handed everybody their lunch. Like just <laughs> killed them. And uh, it was actually the. That was the year Eric Gordon was already committed to Illinois. And uh, Kelvin Sampson had his assistant, Jeff Meyer, trail him at every game at the Peach Jam, even though he was committed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he eventually decommitted and went to Indiana. And I remember calling Kelvin after. And Kelvin denied it. And I'm like, Kelvin, you can deny all you want. But, like, I was there. I was at the (laughs) Peach Jam at every game. So I saw Jeff Meyer. Like, don't, don't bullshit me. Like, I know what you were doing. It worked, whatever. Was it ethical? Maybe not, but you did it. You did it. Um, yeah, listen, Derek Rose, th- this this team, again, I just – I feel like when – when especially when they hired Leon Rose and Worldwide West to run the, the organization, I was like, this is going to be a shit show. Like, there's no way this is going to work. Um, and then they hired Tibbs. And they got all the guys – their whole roster – is like former Leon Rose clients or Kentucky players. Yeah. That's how they put this team together. I mean, you go down the line and they draft quickly. They, they bring in Nerlens Noel. Um, <laughs> you know, Derek Rose was a CAA guy. Like Randall, I think, was a, all of them. I mean, just so many of them. OB Toppin, uh, Kevin Knox, Kentucky, all of it. I'm like, this is not going to work at all. This is going to be brutal. And uh, now the question becomes, Bob, have they won enough to now put themselves in the equation where a Devin Booker or somebody of that ilk yeah. says, you know what? Yeah, I want to be in New York. I think I could take this franchise back. They've got enough good pieces. That's Maybe I a can- very good question. And, and already, you know, in the New York press, they're already looking ahead. Yeah. You know, they're already assuming, as they love to do, no matter what sport – you know, it's yeah. baseball, the Yankees, doesn't matter. You know, oh, yeah, we're, you, you, we have to – we deserve you. Right, right, right. We're, we deserve we're you. And so they're beating the drums already to see what's going to – you know, 
the the great failed thing of our recent times was of course LeBron. Yeah. They, they, they were they had this fantasy, this right. this wet dream that they were going to get LeBron, you know, and that never <laughs> even came close. Well, to then him. they missed out KD, and he goes to Brooklyn. Right, and he goes to Brooklyn. Yeah. So you know, but it, I, I'm of the opinion, and I know it's a cliche, and I know it, it, it's insupportable yeah. in, in terms of empirical evidence that the league will be better off. It'll, be, it'll help the league when you have a good New York team. I believe yeah. in that. And I think having a polarizing team, people will line up, you know, if, it, if, they're, if they're good enough to hate again, so much for, that's great. That's great. And I, it's, you know, it, they've been a joke for too long. And with that one year that Mike Woodson sneaked in a 54-win season when nobody was looking, uh, you know, and uh, uh, other than that, we know they have won one playoff series since, since 99 when they got to the finals. And I believe that's it, right? They've won one or they yeah. played in one. But no, they won one, I think. I mean, yeah, look at this team, though. Like Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Derek Rose, Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quickly, Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens. Noel, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not exactly it's a, a who's who. on paper, does it? Well, they're, they're, Tibbs has gotten to defend. You know, their, their, their defensive metrics and numbers are good. Yep. They're good. And and by the way, we mentioned our local boy makes good, our local fellow, local man makes good. I got to be careful with the word, of course. Uh, Nolan's Noel, yeah, it was, yeah. he's helping them. Yeah, no, Nolan's he's been Noel. good since Mitchell Robinson went out. Yeah, since he's Robinson been really went out, good. He's time and he's helping him. Listen, that 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 four through seven deal is kind of it could go any which way, right? Atlanta, sure. the Knicks, the Celtics, and Miami can go any which way you got to get in that four or five like that for all those teams. You don't want to be, you know, to me, six, seven, because six, seven, six is going to play Milwaukee or, or, or they're probably Milwaukee unless Brooklyn falls and seven, you might face Brooklyn in the first round. So you really, if you want to win a playoff series, you got to get, yeah, you got to get in that four or five spot. And then, then it's a kind of a toss up deal. Um, You know, Philly and Brooklyn right now, I would assume it'll end up being Philly. We'll get the number one seed and get, you know, a Charlotte, maybe Indiana. Indiana should go on a run here, but with LaMelo coming back soon, maybe Charlotte yeah. holds them off for the eighth spot. Um, you know, but to me, again, coach of the year, Tibbs. Um, I, I was wrong about the Knicks, but but I still want to see if the Knicks can capitalize on this or if this is oh, kind yeah. of a one-year deal. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It would be, it's too bad about crowds because they would be filling that house with. Oh, you're right. right. Now they would be. Yep. And and it's it's uh, you know so maybe next year you know maybe uh, it'll be it'll be a, a place to go to again and that that would be good. Would you want if you're the Knicks? Would you want Carl Anthony Towns? Is he a guy that you feel like 
is worth it to take on and, 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 you know, a guy that you can build around, or do you say no to Carl? He's from New Jersey. Yep. What is do you do? Yeah, with him? but I mean, you tell me cause you're close is the, yeah, but what exactly is it? That he's not a killer. Yeah. That's he's not, not, he's probably a good number two guy. And, and really like maybe he could be in, like Julius Randall is proven right now. He's an all-star. I mean, he, he, I'd oh, rather Julius Randle than Carl Anthony Towns, right? Suddenly now. a triple double candidate. He's awesome. And, uh, you know, no, but Towns is skilled. Yes. No question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I answered, answer your question. Yeah, I would. I, you, I, I mean, would. Booker, Booker's got two more years in Phoenix and they're winning now. Yeah. So like, why would Devin Booker go to New York right now when they're finally winning in Phoenix? I don't think he would. As long as, again, Chris Paul's got a few more years left and they feel like they can have a, a legitimate shot at going deep. Well, if that's the case about Paul, I mean, I, I, he's, 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 he's fooled me you know, how long, how well he's worn, you know, how well he's, he's held up. Keeps, keeps his body in great shape oh. and, and mentally, he, he's an absolute beast, mentally. I'm not a big Chris Paul fan as a, as a guy. We've had our run-ins mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, but I respect the hell out of Chris Paul in terms of just his competitiveness. Um, you know, people told me stories. Coaches have told me stories. He, he's the guy that, like, literally they're playing pickup, and he's playing pickup like it's an, an NBA Finals game. That sounds like Michael. Yeah. Yeah, just like not only competitive, but also competitive with the thought of teaching the young guys. Oh. I mean, like, whoever the young guys are, this is how you play all the time. You know, you're not screwing around. Remember, for people who don't know, early on Michael's career in the Doug Collins era, um, they, they had a blow up because Doug didn't want to, he wasn't keeping score in the scrimmage. <laughs> That's right. And that, that offended that. Michael greatly. Yep. Everything's <laughs> got to be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Paul's, Chris Paul is an old school guy like that. He is. Yeah. He could have played in the 80s. No yeah, problem. I, I he would have fit in. He would have fit in. I can see that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who the Knicks go after. I mean, that that's. That's the interesting question. They're going to need somebody else to get to a higher level. Um, but, but what they've done is, is, is super impressive. Uh, all right, let, let's close with uh, one college topic I want to – actually, you have a stat. I want to bring up – get a, to that. Yeah, just quickly. I was just gra- look, glancing at the paper. It's almost a week gone by now. And they, they, uh, they had the, uh, the statistical leaders of the NBA. And I'm looking at the top rebounders. One to, and I'm looking – And I said, whoa, I don't know what this means. We're going to talk about what this means. The top eight rebounders in in, in the league per game, as of of five or six days ago, were all Europeans. Read them off. Who are they? One, Clint Capella of Switzerland. Two, Rudy Gobert of La Belle France. (laughs) Three, of Valencianis, forget his first name, of Lithuania. For Eric Kantner of Cantor of Turkey. Yeah. Five, Vucevic, Montenegro. Six, Donatus Sabonis, Lithuania. Seven, Ioannis Antetokounmpo of Greece. <laughs> and eight, Nikola Jokic of Serbia. And then number nine is a guard, Westbrook. Where are the power. American big men? They're standing out shooting threes. Where are the American big men? They can't. You can't get rebounds when you're standing outside the three-point yeah, arc. But, but you know, all right. But but uh, all right, yeah, right. Some bonus is a shit. 
actually, no. The only one of those a pure three-point guy is this Jokic there in the about the whole list, right? Yeah, but he's big and strong and still goes down and does work. Like so, but isn't that so much? Happen? So much for the soft Europeans, Bob. So <laughs> much says, for the soft. That's just skilled. Thing. They're skilled and tough. That's it's what they are for sure. If that doesn't in the, uh, just put a punctuation mark on the globalization of the NBA in the, in the 21st century, nothing that else I can say to you would. And once again, rest his soul, uh, Boris Yankstankovich, who who was the man was who okay. basically in, insisted on the dream team uh, back in 1992, uh, and and that just fast forwarded everything in the world to get to the point where we have a moment in, in, in April of 2021 where the top eight rebounders in the NBA are all European born and bred. Uh, the only one of these guys who played American college. Oh, two can't Cannon never played. Did he? Cannon never played a second. Cannon didn't play a day. He didn't it's play. It's Sabonis. He played at Gonzaga. And he played it. It was essentially an international branch it, right. Gonzaga might as well be located in, 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 uh, you know, uh, Nice. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm looking down the, the rebounding leaders for the last few years and Andre Drummond, three straight years, Whiteside was one. The Andre Jordan was a few Dwight Howard, Kevin Love, KG, yeah. Yeah. Ben Wallace, Rodman. I mean, like you go back and like, but it has changed. It has absolutely changed. I just yeah. so for what that's a neat for what it's worth department. But it it, it yeah. is intriguing, don't you think? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't have known that unless you you <laughs> told me. And I don't know. I'm I'm just not sure who who it is that's going to be that guy that can come in. I'm trying to think of like somebody. Well, well number number ten is the first American, Aiton. He's the yeah. first. And then next up, his name has come up in the conversation already. Randall. Yeah, Randall. I, I think Bam Adebayo could be a and guy that, that, that could be. By the way, there. what if someone told you two years ago, or even last year, the Heat were going to run a clock down to win a game, and the guy who would be going ISO – 10, 9, 8. I've sit- Honest to God, Jeff, I'm not lying. I'm sitting in my easy chair, my chair, you know, the chair. Everybody has the chair, right? And I'm going, do something. I'm, I'm a, and I don't care who wins the game. Right. I'm right, just right. a patron of the art here. I don't care who wins the game. I'm watching this game. And I'm going, because I'm a friend that he's doing this, you know. Bam out of bio hits the game winner at the buzzer, ISOing. He's talented. He's wow. got so much talent. He's just- <laughs> People don't even realize how talented he is and, and the things he can do. Um, all right. I, I will give you a guy yes. who will be a good rebounder in a few years. Uh, his name Tell is me about Chet, Clint Holgren. Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Excuse Chet me. Holmgren Tell me about Chet Holmgren. Like, like seven Mo- feet. Uh, he's seven feet, like 195 pounds. So yeah, he and he is a complete goofball. And, and he's a guy who just makes fun of himself. I mean, got like floppy hair. Doesn't look the part. Uh, wasn't very good years ago. You know, I, I did an interview with him and, and this kid, Paulo Benchero, who's going to Duke this year um, in the pandemic. I had them both on and and they were both awesome. But Chet was just, again, like 
that big guy who is comfortable in his skin. There aren't many of them. Those oh, seven I, footers that can that, make fun of themselves. That is a book that has never been written, which, which, or at least it's a great magazine article. Yeah. The psychology of the big man. Yeah. Oh, we could talk about that. I can, I can give you my own chapter and verse on people, you know, that the psychology of them. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad to hear that about him because it's a yeah. very. Chet, Chet's going to need to put on weight, but, but the number one player or arguably the number one player, him and Paolo, who, like I said, is going to do Holmgren is the number one player right now. And he's going through Gensag and he'll be surprised. <laughs> I mean, this was like in the works for forever. You know, he could have went to the G league and probably made, my guess is the G league probably would have paid him upwards of seven, 800,000, somewhere of that uh, ilk, but he's from Minnesota. Same program. Oh, I, love, I, I love this high school. Mini ha ha. Mini ha ha. Mini ha ha. Can't make this shit up folks. <laughs> and man i saw him a few years ago and he is just fun to watch because he competes like he knows he doesn't have that 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 bill lambert body lambert body but no. he goes in there and bangs and he is not afraid of anybody and he'll talk shit on the court and he'll have fun doing it i love and, i can't you got me fired up to see no. this kid drew timmy and and chet holmgren next year up front and we need andrew nemhar to come back that's the key because they need to have a point guard. They got a kid, Hunter Salas, who's coming in, who's a top 10 recruit also. So Gonzaga, how about this? Gonzaga, Bob, has two of the top 10 players in the country, recruits coming in next year. Do you know how many Kentucky has? Zero. 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 Like, what is going on? What, what, has, what has happened with college basketball? It's, no, I know. You know that, well, that's where we have a lot. We'll be talking about that a lot next year, I'm sure. Uh, oh, my God. Now, the whole Gonzaga thing is, is it's just fabulous. It's fascinating. Yeah, um, I mean, listen. Uh, and with Chet, Chet Holt. How about Scott Drew? Scott Drew today did a uh, Instagram live interview with my daughter, with Talia, today. Oh, really, huh? Yeah. And, and not only did he do it, he kept asking her, <laughs> when do you want to do it? For the last two weeks. Like, <laughs> it, the guys won a national title. And, you know, it's it's always these things. Um, like, like, when somebody does something for your kids – you never, ever, ever forget it, right? Oh, yeah, like, right, right. Like that, right. you're putting them on a different pedestal. Yeah. And Scott Drew has been amazing with my daughter. And in even early on in the pandemic, when she started doing these interviews mm-hmm. with athletes, saying how great she was doing, telling her to do more, having me try to integrate her in some of the, like we did one last week with Scott Drew and 40 former and current Baylor players. Jared Butler, we hosted it. He wanted Talia to be involved in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we hosted it together. And, like, that stuff, you you never forget yeah. that as a father. No, you no, never no. forget that. No. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Always good to hear about a good guy, you know. So, yeah, Gonzaga, the number one player in the country, Chad Holmgren. And I'm telling you, Bob, like, it's going to be must. Uh, you know, it always is with Gonzaga, especially in the non-conference early. You know, they'll play some good teams. I think they're playing Duke. Uh, early on in the season next year um but but that combination those two big men and I think Drew Timmy will come back I think he needs to come back and he knows it you know he's probably a second round pick right now um and and, you know with Holmgren um he'll be more of a featured you know I mean he put up numbers anyway but he can get better like there's certain things that he he's got to improve on his his lateral quickness um his outside shot 
you know, like he's got to, he's got to become more like everybody these days. You better be able to make a shot from 15, 18 feet consistently. Yeah. And really he hasn't done much of that at Gonzaga. So I think he and Holmgren will be fun. Uh, but it, just amazing again, that Gonzaga is getting the number one player in the country and nobody's no, surprised. It's an appeal. I mean, I, it is amazing. But we're getting more and more. Used to, we're now in the year 22. Yeah. This all, this all came, started to blossom in, in, in 1999. When they went to the final eight, were defeated by UConn. All right, right. Calhoun's first, as he, he went on to win his first championship, and and uh, that team with Matt Santangelo and Richie Frame and Calvary, Casey Calvary. Casey Calvary right? was a big piece. Yeah. yeah, and I discovered them personally the next year in they uh, in in in, uh, in your town, Tucson. Oh, is that <laughs> where they played that year? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, and Mark Few's first year. And uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We'll uh, we will be back next week. We'll 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 have another stat from Bob. Bob will come up with something uh, every every week. I, uh, I no, 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 you'll be putting pressure. You're putting pressure. Pressure on, me. on you. It's it's. I think you can do it. I know you can do it. Between box scores and, and All right, stats. Well, yeah. well, here we go. Come up with Speaking something which, every week. I was reminded of the you know. Uh, the t- April 20th is the anniversary, 35th anniversary of Michael Jordan's 63 three point game. Oh, it is. And wow. in the course of the game, the Bulls were 0 for 2 on threes and the Celtics were 3 for 9. And <laughs> Michael had 22 field goals, 19 free throws, and no threes for 63. And Larry uh, had two of those threes. He had really? 36, 12, and 8. And without the benefit of the three, uh, except, you know, Two extra points they got from the three. The final score of the game was 135, 131. And uh, of course it was, it was two overtimes, but you know. All right. now, now we don't need two overtimes to get to 266. Points. Oh, and I, I got to leave you with this one. And because we, we were talking about, we began talking about Steph and what he's doing. It's historic. We've never seen anything like it. I will say this. If the game had been different, if the encouragement was there, we don't know what Larry would have done, but I will tell you this. There was a road trip. In 1986, in February, four or five game road trip that they 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 went on, and Larry went 25 for 34 on threes in that road trip. Okay, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I I think Larry would have you know, and he hated he he thought the three was he didn't like it. Thought it was he thought it was he didn't philosophically he was, but you know hey it's there I might as well you know he would have embraced it even more right. I oh, mean yeah. imagine okay. imagine him in this era. And, and right. I mean, how much he would have worked on it. Um, oh, yeah. I would have bet on Larry. I would have bet on Larry being maybe not Steph, but but maybe the number two shooter. In, in, in All right. I'm going to exit. I know we've been said, but I, I have to. We're talking threes. We're talking Larry, my favorite Larry Bird three story, which is one night in Chicago before the game. He's shooting. I'm talking to him. And I said, I'll bet you five bucks you can't make a left hand three pointer. And he said, out of how many? I said, all night. So he goes in the corner naturally, you know, smart thing. Second one, swish. <laughs> so I hand him, I hand him the five, and he goes like this, and he puts it inside his sock. And I, to this day, I pray and hope that he played that whole game with that five dollar. I'm bill. sure he did, and I bet he did. I'm sure he did. No, there. Listen, that, that's what we should do. At some point, we should we should try to get like three guys on who played against Larry in his heyday. To just tell like Larry trash oh. talk oh. stories. I'd love to get yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's right. Sure, be great. I mean, I think we can do it. We can do uh, it. We'll, 
we'll, we'll try to get that going at some point here in the off season. All right. Well, listen, uh, appreciate everybody joining us as always uh, the Ryan and Goodman podcast. You can find it uh, anywhere you listen to your pods. Uh, you can watch us uh, on Twitter. We have it on every single week and uh, we'll be back next week.